Hi, I'm St. Cloud Mayor Dave Kleiss. Welcome to the Daily Update. Uh, it's my opportunity every day at 310 uh, to update you on what's happening in the city, in particular as it relates to uh, coronavirus, COVID-19. Uh, the opportunity I have is not only to uh, help you uh, understand what we're doing, I bring in a lot of guests uh, from time to time, uh, both folks that are working on your behalf for the city, uh, but also partners uh, that uh, we work with, especially and particularly uh, in these days when we're working on uh, collaborating together our Emergency Operations Center, which is our EOC. Uh, that is a collaborative effort between the City of St. Cloud and Stearns County, uh, also through a joint powers agreement. So it's Stearns County, Benton, and Sherburne. Of course, St. Cloud is unique in the fact that uh, our city is in three counties. Uh, so the cooperation happens and collaboration continues all the time, uh, but even more so during these days when uh, we're dealing with a, a emergency and we're dealing with a pandemic. So our collaboration, uh, not only with the three counties in the city, but our partners with Centricare, uh, our hospital, uh, we are daily in conversation. Uh, we do an EOC briefing uh, daily and keep up to date, uh, making sure that uh, we're doing uh, what's necessary for safety, making sure we uh, are making sure we have the capacity at our hospital, both in COVID-19 beds and ICU beds, but also the ability to rapidly respond with increasing that capacity at any time. Uh, these are things that we plan for. In fact, we plan for uh, and started those plans 12 years ago when we first did our first continuity of operation um, exercises, and that was done uh, in the avian flu. And when that uh, was at, at 12 years ago, that's when those plans were first drafted, and they, of course, have been updated significantly over those years, but even more so in the last two months. Uh, and that changes on a regular basis, making sure that we have the resources uh, that we can direct where it is necessary. We all have a different role. Uh, this is a challenging uh, time uh, for all of us, whether it's your individual uh, family, uh, whether it's your business, whether it's your neighborhood, um, as a community, as a state, and as a, as a country, and as a world, uh, it is something that is continually challenging all of us. I um, mean, I know there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. Um, and that is why we do this every day, so that we can update you on what's, uh, what's happening in our community. I wanted to bring in Tony Goddard today, who is our director of our, our facilities. Uh, we have a lot of facilities. In particular, I'm going to have him talk a little bit about uh, two particular facilities that, um, that we have, our, our enterprise funds, the Municipal Athletic Complex, the MAC, and the Rivers Edge Convention Center. Of course, um, uh, with the uh, stay-at-home restrictions and, of course, with the, the guidelines, both at the federal and the state level, um, those facilities are not operating. And, um, you know, I'm going to update them a little bit, have him update you a little bit of what's happening. In fact, I think you just heard the news earlier today that uh, one of the things at the MAC, uh, which is significant, and that, of course, is the, the Rocks. Um, their season uh, has been their opener, and that season has been postponed. He'll talk a little bit about all, uh, that also. But uh, I'm going to turn it over uh, to Tony to give you a little update of what's happening uh, in his part and uh, his responsibility for the city of St. Cloud. Tony? Thank you, Mayor. Um, happy to be on. And uh, the convention center, let me start with the convention center. We essentially have been in a lockdown state since uh, the 16th of March. The home show was the last event that took place. So there have been no events in April. We're not anticipating any in May, and June is unlikely. There's still a few things on the books, but most of the events have been canceling of their own initiative. Uh, in terms of what that means for the facility, 
we lost uh, 16 events in March, um, and then the other three months, April, May, and June, that second quarter in 2019, by way of comparison, we had 82 events in those three months. So we're, uh, we're likely to, that, that's a measure of our lost business. One of those events, uh, uh, tellingly, was the Minnesota Quilters Convention, which is the largest single event in St. Cloud, not just at the convention center, but in St. Cloud as a whole. Uh, in terms of what that means monetarily for the convention center, somewhere at least $400,000 of lost revenue, and if, the, if it takes longer rather than shorter to get back in business, that number could be higher. Now, we're not com we are locked down, but the building is not uh, vacant. Uh, all of the part-time employees were let go at uh, the beginning of the lockdown. Those people were primarily in custodial and uh, concessions work. The temp agencies that we depend on during uh, busy event times, uh, those uh, contracts have also been halted. In a somewhat fortunate way, one of our core staff members retired on April 1st, and we were in the midst of a job search. We were able to suspend that, of course, and will not contemplate filling that until fall, but that helps with the, the budget. And the other thing we've done is to deploy a number of the staff to other city operations. Three people uh, have gone to the park department. They'll be spending the summer on a variety of maintenance tasks, uh, largely mowing. Uh, we have one full-time and uh, employee who has gone to the MAC uh, to do similar kind of uh, mowing and outdoor maintenance work. Two other employees who are spending half of their time at the MAC. So in terms of the uh, staff that's really on site, it's uh, most days either two or three people. We're still in business administratively. We have customers uh, that are uh, inquiring about when they may be able to have their events and uh, what the uh, prospects look like. Um, the convention business has very long timelines, so we're typically booking out three or four or five years, so we have to be staffed up in order to maintain those relationships. We're also doing uh, necessary building maintenance, and uh, there are a lot of systems in the building, and we have to keep them uh, in working condition so that we're ready to go when, uh, when we're able to. One sort of silly example, but uh, a very real thing is that uh, there are a lot of toilets, as you would imagine, in a large uh, facility like the River's Edge Convention Center, and they're designed to be flushed regularly. And when they don't, they uh, dry out and we run the risk of accumulating uh, sewer gases in the building. So one of the chores that has to be done is going around the building and uh, ensuring that there's water in all of those fixtures.
The uh, other thing we've done at the convention center in order to control costs is powered down as much as we can. Uh, we've shut off all the walk-in coolers, the walk-in freezers, the ice machines, turned down the HVAC system, turned down the lights, uh, and we, we don't really know yet because of the uh, delay in getting uh, utility billings, but we'll know soon how much energy we're saving. This is a new thing for the building. It has never been shut down entirely for such an extended period. Uh, the mayor also mentioned the athletic complex, the MAC. Uh, the situation there is the same in many ways, but also different. Uh, the MAC currently is uh, operating in a small way in that the golf course is open. We opened about uh, 10 days ago uh, when the governor allowed golf courses to reopen. The clubhouse is closed, uh, no concession sales, but uh, people are able to golf, which we think is important in, in this time. And uh, it's not certain yet about the baseball season. Now, as the mayor mentioned, the Rocks, who are our biggest tenant for baseball, their season is in doubt now. The college teams uh, have already canceled. The high school teams have canceled. The amateur leagues have not yet made that decision. So none of us are really sure whether there will be a baseball season this year, uh, and if so, what it will look like. Now at both of the facilities, the convention center and the uh, MAC, we're also spending a lot of time trying to determine what the future will be like. When we are able to reopen, we may not be able to reopen in the way that we operated before. So we're trying to, uh, we conversing with uh, colleagues and other uh, communities in the state to find out what they're doing, uh, participating in a lot of national organizations, but we're spending uh, a lot of time determining how we get back into business as soon as we're allowed to. Now it's important too to remember that these facilities are not only operating units of the city and so we have budget troubles because of the shutdown, but the, they also play a very important role in the hospitality economy for the city. Um, the hotel occupancy in the downtown is driven in a significant degree by the activities at these two facilities. And of course now that nothing, uh, nothing is happening to drive hotel business. St. Cloud is also unique uh, among major convention centers in that rather than operating our food services ourselves, we partner with local businesses who provide the food and alcohol catering. In a typical year, it's uh, in excess of $2 million of business for those caterers from the customers at the convention center. So those businesses are also affected in a major way by the inability of the convention center and the MAC uh, to be in business. And uh, so that's the, uh, that's the state we're in and the, uh, these two enterprise funds of the city. 
and we're looking forward to being back in business and serving the community. I appreciate that, uh, Tony, and thanks for the update. Uh, really good points, uh, not only when you talk about uh, a facility that uh, is um, not being utilized. That's a good reminder, as I mentioned earlier, uh, when uh, Tracy Hotel, our, our, our director of uh, our public services, and talked about uh, businesses, of course, as businesses, um, as the governor has adjusted, uh, aspects of the um, business closures and have opened some up. And for those that are still, uh, those businesses that are shuttered, it's important to, to uh, make sure that you still uh, are in there and especially the aspect of plumbing, um, making sure that uh, you don't have a, a challenge, especially when a building is empty for a long time, uh, that uh, that those, uh, you know, the toilets do need to be flushed and make sure that the, there's no water leakage or that type of thing. It's an important aspect. You can go to our city's website. Uh, we have a lot of information on there. And in fact, if you go to the city's website, you will find that um, right on the front page, go to uh, uh, coronavirus information, click on there, and there are, there are direct links to the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, the Minnesota Department of Health, our EOC, as I talked about earlier, Emergency Operations Center, um, DEED, if you're, if you're a small business owner, if you're an, or a, an employee, um, there's information on there, but of course there's a lot of information also there. What What's best way to uh, protect your own uh, facilities from our, our water uh, folks? And so all that information is in there too. Um, as, as Tony mentioned, um, we have made uh, significant adjustments as I've talked about in these previous uh, updates. Um, uh, there's a challenge, obviously, no different than businesses, individuals, and, and all of us uh, are challenged from that economic aspect of things, especially with the, the stay-at-home order. Um, we clearly have that uh, at the city. Uh, our revenue projections are down $10 million. Um, we, we have, uh, I have a, uh, put in a hiring freeze and a, a major spending freeze. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that when I have an opportunity to give the State of the City next week, which is Tuesday at 1230. It's all virtual. It'll be broadcasting, streaming live on, on our website and on Channel 181. Um, but uh, that address also I'll be talking a little bit about. We've done a lot of, as, as Tony mentioned, a lot of reassigning in, in those uh, areas, but a lot of reassigning throughout uh, the city um, and enabled for us to to focus on those core services, public safety, infrastructure. Uh, we still have to do the maintenance things, and we still have that aspect of that, that's that infrastructure um, and um, asset preservation that we have to make sure that we do. Uh, there's some road projects. We're still, I'll, I'll, um, we're still uh, uh, di discussing those as we move forward. We're talking to our state and federal partners uh, for additional um, assistance, especially on uh, the area of uh, some of those major road projects and infrastructure projects. Um, and we're still uh, hoping uh, at least there'll be some help uh, for, for cities in that next round uh, of federal stimulus. So uh, with that, I wanted to also mention, um, uh, as, as was the, the case of Commissioner Malcolm, uh, at the Minnesota Department of Health gives the numbers uh, daily. I'll, I'll just uh, bring in those local numbers here um, for uh, those who have tested positive in Benton County. Um, there are 64 cases, Sherburn 88. Uh, in Stearns County, uh, that's uh, increased now to 1,161. Um, and uh, those were, you know, as we ramp up testing and uh, especially with uh, in light of what's uh, taken place and some of the uh, meat processing plants um, in, in Stearns County and, of course, um, the increase uh, in, in those two outbreaks, one in, in Melrose, one in Cold Spring, 
Um, and uh, we know as a, as a county our size um, that uh, when we increase the testing and of course where those isolated areas, we're going to see those numbers increase. That is absolutely uh, a concern uh, to us, but our greater concern is our capacity issue at the hospital, uh, making sure we have uh, enough uh, beds, uh, hospital beds, and in particular those ICU beds, uh, but also to make sure that we don't overwhelm that system. And that's thanks to all of you, uh, what you do uh, to help flatten that curve and to not put that pressure on the healthcare system uh, is still critical. We continue uh, to work and look at those numbers. We do a lot of contact tracing uh, uh, here locally in the EOC, our emergency operations center. So we're, we're continuing that. And thanks for all of you are doing. Uh, that is so important uh, that we continue to flatten that curve and to make sure that we don't um, put that pressure onto our health care system. So I want to, well, I want to end um, today. Uh, yesterday um, was, uh, was Wednesday, and of course the Minnesota National Guard uh, spent the day uh, flying over um, hospitals uh, throughout the state of Minnesota. Uh, we were fortunate, and I mentioned this yesterday, I had an opportunity, hopefully all of you did, uh, to get a chance to see the flyover. Uh, we had a couple of our, uh, in fact, one a tech graduate, um, a Lieutenant Colonel uh, Prom, who was one of those pilots that flew an F-16, uh, two F-16s that flew over the St. Cloud VA and the St. Cloud Hospital. And um, uh, Joe Nathan um, uh, was able to get some great video. Uh, I want to, uh, I want to, as I as I close out, uh, all the numbers are on the screen. Of course, go uh, to our numbers uh, that you can uh, get um, uh, that information. But uh, when I close out today, I'm going to play that uh, video and uh, of yesterday. And again, what a tremendous tribute for those individuals um, on. Their tribute was to the healthcare workers. Uh, yesterday was National Nurses Day, uh, and they flew over. and It's it's great to see a, a tech senior, Lieutenant Colonel Prom, uh, as one of the pilots that flew over our city um, yesterday in honor of our healthcare workers. So uh, we really appreciate that. And um, I want to just uh, play that. So I want to, before I do that, again, uh, stay well, uh, stay healthy, uh, stay safe, and and God bless you now.